Welcome back to this week's episode of Walking with the Master. My name is Ken Winter, and this week's episode is entitled, Like a Tree Planted by Streams of Water. A few days ago, a friend reminded me of the first promise given to each one of us as recorded in the first psalm. Blessed is the man, or woman, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his, or her, delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he, or she, meditates day and night. He, or she, is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he or she does, he or she prospers. Having grown up in South Florida, a picture of the majestic royal palms towering over me with their fronds waving in the breezes immediately comes to mind. The word picture given by the psalmist can feel very serene. It's a picture of strength and peace rooted in the assurance of God's law and his word. But we would miss the whole point if we forgot the conditions through which that delight and success are revealed. It is serenity and assurance in the midst of storms and trials. I can't help but wonder if the psalmist, as he penned these words, had in mind this picture of the Israelites' journey as recorded in the book of Exodus. It reads, Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. Can you picture the serenity of that place? Cool springs shaded by those majestic palm trees? This Florida boy is ready to run to that place. But before we run there, let's remember what was going on. It had been a week, and what a week it had been. The preceding weeks had seen the plagues that God had brought upon Egypt, culminating in the death of Egypt's firstborn sons. This particular week had begun with the pronouncement from Pharaoh that the people were to leave Egypt, and they were to leave quickly. They had suddenly found themselves freed from the bondage they had suffered for generations. But two days later, with their backs to the sea, they witnessed the Egyptian army, the most powerful army in the world at the time, swiftly approaching to bring them back into captivity. There appeared to be no escape until they experienced the impossible. They witnessed the mighty power of God as he parted the Red Sea to rescue them from their attackers. Not one of them would ever forget that unsettling walk from west to east through the walls of water that rose up on both sides of their dried pathway. Neither would they forget the relief mixed with horror as they witnessed from the eastern shore the sight of those same walls of water crashing down upon that mighty army. Three days later, seemingly having forgotten what God had done for them at the Red Sea, they cried out for good water to drink. Again, they witnessed the power of God as he transformed the bitter waters of Merah into sweet streams of water that satisfied their thirst. Throughout it all, they had experienced a roller coaster of emotions from elation, joy, exuberance, and awe to fear 
panic, bitterness, and anger, and back again, and then back again some more. They had experienced God's presence, protection, and provision in ways that just one week earlier they could not have imagined. And they had seen him demonstrate an awesome power beyond anything they had ever witnessed. God had now led them to the beautiful Valley of Elam, the Valley of Strong Trees, with its twelve deep natural springs of fresh water, one spring for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. Elam was a picture of what his people would be if they heeded his voice, obeyed his law, and followed his word. It was a visual reminder of his promise to them, and his promise to us, as recorded by the psalmist. They would be like those strong trees firmly planted beside the deep water. God kept the Israelites encamped in Elam for several weeks, so that they might be refreshed for the continuation of their journey, but also so that this reminder of his promise might be etched on their hearts. God was telling them, just as he is telling us, that if we will meditate on his word, listen for his voice, delight in his word, heed his voice, and walk according to his word, obey his voice, we will be like strong trees planted by deep water, trees that will prosper and bring forth fruit. Jesus gave us the same promise when he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If we are going to abide in him, we must listen for his voice, heed his voice, and obey his voice. As we do, he will bear fruit in us and through us, fruit that remains. It will be fruit that is sufficient for the journey and fruit that is a product of the journey. Our way will prosper as he intends because we will be walking according to his way. Those royal palms I am picturing from South Florida have stood tall through the many hurricanes that have passed their way. The palms of Elam stood tall through the storms and trials that whirled around them. Allow the Master to use the picture of Elam to challenge you, refresh you, and remind you of his promise. Even in the midst of the storms and trials that may be encircling you, even now. Hold on to the promise written by the psalmist and spoken by Jesus. Abide in him. Delight in him. Stand strong in his assurance. A portion of this episode is adapted from The Journey Begins, the first book in my Lessons Learned in the Wilderness series. All of my books are available through Amazon, in print, and for your Kindle or Kindle app. Information on how you can obtain them is available on my website, kenwinter.org. Well, thank you for joining me again this week. I hope you'll join me again next week as together we walk with the Master. Mm-hmm.